0: Hi, we are The Village ZM, a youth led podcast that focuses on improving the communities of the people of Zambia for the betterment of our society. You can follow us on Facebook by searching The Village ZM. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at
1: The Village ZM. What's going on, everybody? Mr. Malimba, and um, welcome to this week's episode of the Village ZM And this week, our topic is going to be on where Zambian music is right now and where it's heading. I'm here with Sui. Sui, what's good? Hey, was good? Was good? Yeah, what's up, man? How are you feeling about this? Yeah, hey, I'm feeling, feeling excited. I'm super excited to have this uh, conversation with our guest tonight. So yeah, it's going to be a vibe. Yeah. I'm very excited about having a conversation with this guest because... I think I've known him for like two years online and um, I always like really engage with what he does. I'm very supportive of his work. And I think he's he's a very patriotic person and it's in the name of one of the albums he released, The Patriot. So, Chanda, what's good, man? How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you guys
2: for hosting
1: me. I'm, I'm really glad that you could be here, especially because I think you're yeah, one person who's always Spoken your mind on things especially when it comes to culture like you're you're someone who's very passionate about the culture in our country so um, i'm really looking forward to the conversation we are gonna have here so yeah
0: all right yeah let's get it i was super excited to have this conversation and get some insight from from chandambao out here so i guess a natural Starting point would be asking Chanda to give us his, his bio and, and introduce himself. But now we're not gonna do that. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna get straight into it and just have this conversation. And I'm sure naturally we're all gonna get to like know more about each other and just vibe. So Chanda, we're talking about music in Zambia and and the industry and the scene. So we just wanna get like some of your thoughts on what. The industry is like right now i mean a lot of people are talking about the way zamrock has received uh, a boost in popularity recently again and how it might be revived we've had the new wave era which you've been a big part of so just tell us a little bit about what that's been like and give us some of your thoughts
2: yeah and i guess i see lots of glimmers of hope i guess as a practitioner in the industry, I'm obviously familiar with some of the challenges at a kind of microcosm level. But broadly speaking, I think that we are in an era of some somewhat of a renaissance for Zambian music. I think a lot of people are opening up their mind to the different possibilities. And I think there's a lot of people that are responsible for making that the case, you know, from the Sampa, the greats of the world to I mean, everyone's played their part. I mean, Maki, too, and what he did on his recent album and some of the international collabs and stuff. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people pushing in a lot of directions, and that's kind of what we need. So, yeah, so I would say overall positive, a lot of potential and glimmers of hope that we're going to get where we need to get. Obviously not there yet, and I think that from where I sit, some pretty obvious challenges to why we're not there yet, but I think we're, we're in the right direction
0: yeah for sure, for sure. I mean, while we're here, we might as well get into some of those challenges. Well, what do you think are, are the big challenges that uh, that the industry faces today?
2: That's a very extensive and like large topic, right but but essentially, I mean recently I, I did go on my socials, and you know, I was telling people because you know, especially recently, right? I think there was some you know, they're, they're on social media, there's always these little arguments about Zambian music that come in, like, different shapes and forms. I remember when the Grammys were coming up, and I think the Nigerian guys, like the Brenna Boyd and artists like that, were posting stuff about the Grammys and then their nominations and things like that. And... Uh, somewhere on facebook someone started the con- the conversation about uh why there weren't any like zambian artists like nominated and then somebody somewhere else i think on twitter was talking about the mechanics of like being a part of the academy and how the whole like like from a technical perspective how like the nomination process works and how the zambians just weren't kind of invested in learning about the process so that was one problem but I think that beyond kind of like the specificities of like a particular platform or particular award show, I think like the wider problem is just a systemic problem, meaning and system is such a broad term, but basically what we don't really have is a well-connected like ecosystem or well-connected infrastructure that allows young talent and like musical talent to uh, make the most of their gifts. And for that gift, to impact the maximum number of people possible. And so the examples I gave, because, and it's, it's my worry about this topic, by the way, is that I think a large number of people, especially Xamarin musicians, are quite preoccupied with making music, which is somewhat understandable because they are musicians. But I think that there's a very obvious lack of people who are invested in doing everything behind the music. You know, obviously in in, in other countries that are maybe more developed have like, you know, have education around the arts and music, around the business side of things, around the technical side of things. It's much easier for those or much more organic, I guess, of a process for those value chains to become a reality. But... In our case, I think that's happening at a very slow rate. There's obviously signs of people who try, you know, that the media world is uh, is doing a reasonably good job about propagating content. I just think that maybe there's some on the media side, there's some issues about which content, uh, when, how it's propagated, etc. So broadly speaking, I'd say the challenge is the lack of a connected ecosystem. So in this like little social media post that I've done, I was giving examples of ecosystems because ecosystems, facilitate this idea or this notion of value chains um i think we're again like i think there's a strong preoccupation with music as a product not a lot of preoccupation with how that product gets where it needs to get how that product is made what's the legal framework behind the product what are the kind of like you know revenue generation avenues for the product there's like You know obviously a series of questions and things that need to be mapped out and and there's not a lot of deliberate thought about all the other stuff you know (laughs) and what's frustrating right is that whenever i see these like social media arguments like there was a relatively recent one between like djs and artists and like i think some artists complained that he was at some club and he was like i've been here for four hours and all i've heard is i'm a piano i've heard no zambian music how he, and he was like pretty like uh, inflammatory in his tone. He's like, "You use that I mean DJs are so primitive. Do you think the South African guys play our stuff? You know what I mean?" And whilst like his delivery obviously might have left something to be desired, <laughs> because people have sensitivities and <laughs> and uh, I think the <laughs> Zambian is a is a relatively easily offended creature to be honest. But obviously, it didn't go down so well. So a lot of the DJs came out heavily defensive. And said, no, like being a DJ is like a, whatever. It's like a, it's a creative field on its own. You can't limit my creativity. If you know, there was all sorts of like defenses for that, right? But for me, it was a very clear sign that our ecosystem is not where it needs to be. Because in my head, I was thinking, I'm almost certain that this same argument is not happening in Nigeria. This same argument is not happening in South Africa. Any of the like music markets which we respect. I don't think that that narrative is like, it has much like Creed. I don't think anybody's arguing in South Africa about, no, no, like, please let us play like music from other countries. Like, I, I don't think, I don't <laughs> think, <you're, laughs> you know, like, oh man, we, we need to put, we need to play much more of like other genres. I don't think anybody else is doing that. And I think this is like a wider topic of discussion, but I think for me, again, like I'm very careful with the sensitivities of Zambians because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything is an issue. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, but I, I do think that a part of this and we justify it and we rationalize it. But a large part of it, of that debate, in my eyes, is part of the Zambian inferiority complex. We, we struggle putting ourselves first. Every field that I've worked in in Zambia, there is like a propensity to uplift, uphold or admire. That is foreign. Um, that which is not Zambian and then when we'll rationalize it but at the end of the day I think that uh, to summarize the whole thing we we need a lot of people from different aspects of what music involves thinking deliberately about getting Zambian music where it needs to go and being a little less uh, married to supporting the value chains that other countries or other
1: ecosystems have set up. I have, a, I have a question for you, Chanda, actually, based on what you just said. Yeah. The thing is, when you mention stuff about the Recording Academy and Grammys and whatnot, do you think that maybe we should also just reinvent how we measure success? As Zamias, when it comes to artistry, we base success off of breaking out in the U.S. I know the U.S. is a big market, and if you do break out, it's great. But then, do all these American awards have to define whether our artists are successful or talented, you know, because I've seen like even these big Afro artists, they're great and they're doing big things and everything, but they're not seen as the big stars there. They're not seen as the biggest star there, you know, and does that mean that they're not the biggest star? Some of them are, you know, probably better musicians than what people are putting as the biggest stars in these um, countries. So should we maybe redefine how we measure success in terms of Zambian artistry?
2: Yes. I mean, I I think that's an interesting way to frame the discussion in the sense that I think inherently, like in in, in my prior comments, right. And and, uh, again, like trying my best to have some tone of diplomacy, but frankly, at the end of the day, I, I just have to say what I think. I think that, again, an aspect of this thing about when are we going to win a Grammy is us doing this thing of looking outside for validation, right? And we're very, again, I think we're historically, we've been very invested in the ecosystems of other, of other places, right? Whether that's, you know, through our consumption, whether that's through our aspiration, right? So I think, and, and, and it's funny because one of the cliche questions that I got on radio that was, more interesting for me to answer, or interviews in general, whether it's radio, TV, whatever, they'd always ask me, what's the difference for you, because everyone knows that I lived abroad, or at least anyone who interviews me <laughs> has an idea that I lived outside of Zambia for a significant period of time and then came back to Zambia, so they'd always want to know, they'd be like, what's the difference, in your view, in doing, doing music or being involved in music elsewhere versus Zambia, and my answer was pretty much always the same answer, because You know, my assessment of the issue is being involved in music, for example, in a place like the U.S., your primary goal or task is to differentiate yourself and stand out to a degree where those with access to the ecosystem put you in a position that you can kind of grow. Right. Whether that's like people in record labels or that's people at these like agencies um you know there's these kind of like independent kind of i guess media record label type entities that 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 like help artists so largely speaking your thing is okay how do i grow my following how do i get the attention of those who are plugged into the ecosystem right which is a different job description from what happens in zambia in zambia it's a lot more of how do i create my own opportunities because there's not much of an ecosystem So the Zambian musician has to be a lot more entrepreneurial. So in in what you're saying about how we reevaluate success, I think we should not necessarily stop, but maybe be less focused on thinking about how to tap into the infrastructure ecosystems that others have created elsewhere and start thinking about how we're going to create our own. It's a much harder kind of long-term thing to do and and that's why a lot not a lot of people are interested right and, and that's that's one thing i said in my in my video the other day i was like look everybody's trying to be the guy or girl that makes it nobody's really trying to build the systems that will help the next guy make it right so so yeah so i think success for me as zambi music looks like starting to build those channels for ourselves so rather than thinking how does a zambian artist get a grammy we're thinking how do we start having successful and consistent award shows of our own (laughs) you know what i mean we we can barely we could barely do that (laughs) so you know i think it's a bigger win for zambian music if we have something that's there every year that people respect and admire arguably than one zambian artist winning a grammy once like it's Obviously, really great, and, and 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 it hopefully would have like trickle down systemic ramifications if slash when it does happen. You know, obviously we all have our fingers crossed, but I think it's a more important win to have our own ecosystem.
0: Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. I was kind of just thinking about this um, based off something that you said earlier. In terms of creating an ecosystem, it kind of seems like our industry is still a bit of an informal one and it hasn't yet consolidated because mm-hmm. like uh, we actually had a conversation on our last season about this and talking about how there's so many different aspects to entertainment that we haven't yet tapped into. Things like yeah. copyrights, people registering their yeah. copyrights, people having a properly written contracts. And, you know, entertainment law comes into it and just all these things. We haven't yet gotten to that level where it's Mm -hmm. actually being seen as a business uh, and and, and consolidating the industry. And so that's kind of something that that needs to happen for our industry to actually reach its potential.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely right. Absolutely right. And it's for me, the tricky part, right, is. Just trying to figure out, um, because in some ways it almost feels like a chicken and egg problem. Because oftentimes industries formalize or consolidate when people realize, or how can I say, a couple successful case studies of monetization happen, right? You know, so 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 that becomes the question: Is do you get people trying to formalize the industry first, or? You know, so far uh, the example I'll give is like at an individual level, like I once had a, had a, had a song that was being evaluated for uh, sync, you know, short for synchronization that again, like a, lo- a lot of people don't talk about in the Zambi music industry because there are not very many like opportunities or avenues to get synchronization. But for those who don't know, synchronization is basically getting your music placed in avenues such as whatever, film, TV, video games, where the idea, the reason it's called sync is because they synchronize your music to something else, whether that's like motion graphics, whether that's like motion picture, et cetera, et cetera. So sync is obviously, well, not obviously because not everybody knows, but is one of the relatively lucrative avenues for monetization of music, right? And I learned about what needed to be in place to feasibly sync your music um, from like a background kind of admin perspective, like you know, you're publishing, you're etc. 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 And one wonders whether the opportunity is what creates the formalization, or whether the formalization comes before the opportunities. It's it's I haven't really figured it out yet, but but I suspect uh, we maybe need to just figure out how to create more opportunities because people. Well, you know, I, I think especially in Zambia, people are pretty good about seeing what's working and copying that. So if like people are creating the opportunities saying, hey guys, submit your music to XYZ, they're looking for a Zambian music inherently or invariably people are going to have to figure out the admin side of things and formalize their what they're doing to, to to make those opportunities come to fruition so for me that's like the tricky one trying to figure out that but but yeah i agree we 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 we, we have a long way to go with the formalization and the, the consolidation
0: yeah that's facts facts. especially like you mentioned sync sync is a huge opportunity because you look at like artists artists like Witch having their songs in tv shows Sampa the great in in video games and mm-hmm. and on you know nba adverts i think i think she had a song on an nba ad- advertisement Incredible. And, yeah. and that comes that comes down to just management right it's not her as an artist pushing those opportunities it's, it's, it's probably a team behind her her label saying look we need to be in these places where where our audience is or we yeah. need to build an audience in this in this new industry. So I just wanted to I just wanted to, to say that real quick.
1: Yeah, I also wanted to add, absolutely Yeah, because um, at the end of the day, like Chanda said, artists in Zambia are very preoccupied with the music side. And I feel like as an artist you should be able to focus more on your sound and your music and have a team around you who do the other things because they will be solely focused on pushing you as an artist for those opportunities. Yeah. That's what I have to say, really.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, my only comments on, on, on those, those things is, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like giving the example sync is a huge opportunity. And again, like one of the things that I guess worries me is that, and, uh, and, 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 this, uh, I have to be very careful in my wording here, but you know what? One of the things that I stand on, and this is without disparaging the kind of individual successes of anybody, because we need them. And and I personally, I'm am I'm, I'm a big fan of Zambian music, um, especially what I guess <laughs> what one would say has anything to do with this like new wave. And we that's something I think we could talk about with more. You know, we can expand on a little bit more or unpack. But my my worry is that. Oftentimes we witness the like uh, one-off successes, but I don't know that like you know we're we're kind of building at the fundament uh, to create more of those successes. So that's like always my worries. Like you know, it's great. Like I think it's amazing. Like the NBA placements, things like that. But unfortunately, it's not really an avenue that exists for Zambian musicians broadly because nobody is like, is, is, is enabling that. You know what I mean? It's uh, like you say, I think it comes down to specific people's management and the ecosystems that they have access to as a function of whatever geographic location, you know, relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, my only concern and worry is like, I don't know, how do we leverage that? Or how do we create a fundament that for the next person and the next people, and that's always my preoccupation, that these things are, are more possible across the board for all of them. So, yeah, so that, that's something that I preoccupy myself with. So something that I'll intimate, I mean, it's not something I necessarily like to, I guess, like to talk about a lot because this specific <laughs> attempt hasn't yielded anything yet, but it's something that I try to do because it's what I believe in. What I used to do quite a lot of when when I was looking at the American ecosystem as like a potential destination for my art is whenever I would either meet or electronically get in touch with any sort of like tastemaker or person in a position of power in the music industry. So that's, and in, in for me, that's been head of urban music at Spotify, head of music at YouTube, BBC Radio. There's a few platforms where I had like, you know, some access or a channel of communication. And my approach to those interactions was what I would always send them like 15 Zambian songs by different Zambian artists. Because my thing or my belief was I don't care if they don't like my music personally. I'm one guy. Like the probability that somebody likes my music, who knows what that probability is. But the probability that they like one of the 15 songs I send them is probably higher, you know what I mean? And if they do, and if something good comes of that, it benefits all of us in, in a way, you know what I mean? So, so, so yeah. kind of that, that's always been my thing is how do we kind of, you know, collectivize what we're doing. How do, how do we try and create more of like a network? And, 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 and it's something I'm preoccupied with. Cause I mean, I just, I, I I've seen how, success begets success where people are deliberate about about that, right? And 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 every ecosystem. The examples I gave in my social media post were Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and all of them, if you look at them and, and you really do like a even just like a rudimentary case study on them, they're literally designed for success to beget success. You know what I mean? Like they're they're, they're not fragmented or isolated incidences of success. I think in Zambia, we're too comfortable with isolated and fragmented success. And by the way, this exists in every industry. And so it's something that worries me about Zambian culture and Zambian pursuits generally. So it's not unique to music, but anyway, I'm preoccupied with that idea because I'm thinking, how do we systematize this? Right? Because for me, one is not enough. Two is not enough. Three is not enough. I think we need that network that success begets success for us to really say we've done anything.
0: Yeah, facts, facts. I mean, like just, you know, there's even case studies in music where there's, you know, where it's intentional that the plan is to have everyone on the label successful. You look at TDE, you look at Dreamville, you can see from the beginning that the intention is to have all the artists coming through the door reach the the peak of their potential so yeah i I guess it just needs to be an intentional push by artists in zambia to be like all right you know what we're we're trying to build something that's bigger than the individual and something that can you know something that can go on and on and you know when it's time to pass the torch you pass the torch on to the next person to run with it and just build this this huge thing
1: no absolutely man. i i believe in that a lot but I don't know, like, I don't want to say too much because, like you said, Zambians, is, like, you know, very easy to turn the wrong way. But I, I personally feel like, also with the labels, I have seen a number of Zambian labels who've, they have this one big artist and they focus on that rather than, like, what Sui said, where all these other labels, like, try and bring everyone up, you know? You can tell that there are certain people who do not get any promo done from the label and it's, it's all promo from themselves. And it's just very sad. Like, I feel like we should want more for ourselves in whatever we're doing and we shouldn't really tolerate that, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just,
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, But to be fair to the labels, one, so interestingly enough, I mean, aside from, because I'm not like super political, um, I mean, I have like a view, I I would say like I'm much more like interested in economics rather than politics, but aside from like the political aspects of like this whole record label thing that happened over the past few years in Zambia, you know, if, if you're able to ignore that. (laughs) um i I actually think net net it was a it's a great thing for zambian music because it did it set a few precedents that again can be built on so one the idea of like cross promotion and cross collaboration i think like these labels said look guys if anybody is releasing anything on the label everybody's got to post about it just that on its own for example is like a big thing because again i've noticed and you know, whatever, people can have different opinions. But I think Zamis were very comfortable with fragmentation. Like, people are comfortable watching you exerting yourself in your little corner and not lending a hand. So this idea that, like, 10, 15 people are, like, you know, collectivizing their aspirations and, like, taking action on that, just that alone was a powerful idea. And then I think the changing the level of resources available to musicians was also a powerful thing. I don't know, you know, what people ended up using all this money for, or how things, whatever. But you know, you did see the standard of music videos increase, et cetera, et cetera. You know, things like that. So again, I think these are net net. They're wins for the industry that can be built on. Um, I, you know, I also think kind of some formalization. I, I believe all these people are on contracts, things like so. Net net, for me, it's a win. Like the fact is, in the music industry, and again, I I always use analogies to communicate because for some reason, I think people are much more familiar with like, I don't know, with like ideas and systems that work in places outside of music. I don't don't know, but every time like I witness a debate on music online, especially among Zambians, they like turn off the like logic that they like know from other things and other industries and like have a different way of rationalizing things in music, which is weird to me. But if I use the (laughs) example of like venture capital, you know, the idea in venture capital, right, is, is, is basically investing like in tech companies so, the idea in venture capital is every investor knows that one of their investments is going to pay for their losses and like the other ninety nine investments they made. So, Like the investing in Facebook in the early days is what pays all the bills for the VC company. And they they know that they're probably going to have like 99 duds or maybe like whatever, 80 duds, you know, 19 like moderate successes. (laughs) Um, and, And that one Facebook, right? And it's a very similar concept with record labels. So I don't really fault record labels for like whatever, focusing where their bread is buttered. Because at the end of the day, it is like a portfolio, and you have to manage the portfolio, and you have to obviously double down on what's working, so that you can like keep the lights on to like fund the rest of the stuff you're doing. So I don't really like fault labels for that because that happens in the U.S. too. It's just kind of obviously there's some skill and some nuance in like managing that, and obviously kind of applying best best practices for each member in the portfolio, right? So there's obviously like things you can do, but 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 that's something that like people like leave record labels in the U S all the time. Cause they feel like they were shelved, right? Like it, it's that, that that's not like a, a Zambian problem. Um, so, so I, so net, net again, I think that the record labels for me, I, I actually have positive things to say. Like, again, I don't really know, like a lot of these people personally, I'm not familiar with the political aspects and I'd like to keep that out of the discussion, but just like for the music industry net, net, I think
1: that that has been a good thing.
0: Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Uh, well, I guess, I guess we're going to, we're going to move on a little bit cause we're getting close to, to wrapping this thing up. Uh, I believe I'm going to pass this to Malimba for this question. Cause we were having a debate about it earlier. Uh, so I'm going to let Malemba pose this
1: question, uh, to you. I don't know what what, what you're talking about. Sue. <laughs> you just pose the question. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um well I guess my question would be, what are your favorite sounds, Shanda? Very generic, but yeah, what are your favorite sounds in Zambian music?
2: Ooh, that's I like that question. So wow, I I mean, and I, I like this question because I again like I always go back to like all these social media debates, but there's always this like discussion that like Zambia doesn't have its own sound. Whatever, that's like a whole other thing to unpack. But I I actually really like what Kopala has going. If I were, like, a serious investor in Zambian music, I would put some real money into, like, Kopala and that, that whole thing, right? Like, I think it's a pretty... Wow, it's one, it's super unique on the continent, and it's a very, like, engaging musical culture. So there's a sound aspect to it. There's also an aesthetic aspect to it. There's dance involved. There's, like, you know, there's a way of talking. So it's, like, a very, like holistic kind of musical experience um so so yeah i think it's for me it's like extremely exportable that just doesn't really exist anywhere you know so so yeah so i, I, I like that i like what they have going on and i also i mean obviously i'm I'm just like generally a hip-hop fan so i like salmon hip-hop quite a lot And I love, yeah, I love like guys like Chef 187 who, you know, have done like I think immense things to kind of create a unique hip hop culture, you know, or do something that maybe wasn't necessarily done before. I, I actually I give Chef 187 a lot of like systemic credit. Like I think people generally are fans of him and like like him as an artist. But I don't know that people like necessarily appreciate like his significance to to, like Zambian music. I actually think he's like super significant because for me, I'm a huge hip-hop head and a huge hip-hop fan. So like I think about these things like relatively in detail. But I think he revolutionized the flow in Zambian music. Like I don't know that we ever had anyone that flowed that good in vernacular. Like I think in the earlier cycles of Zambi music, it was like impressive enough just to do it in vernacular. Like that was just like impressive enough that like, you know, like the Tommy D's of the world. And, and, uh, you know, I guess as an argument about who started rap, Mutinyanja, uh, slap obviously being supported important as well. But, but I think like initially there was a lot of fanfare just to hear it <laughs> in vernacular. You know what I mean? But I think for me, like a guy like Chevy for me took it like, a hundred steps forward and he's like it's not it's not just doing it in vernac it's like it's like sounds as good as anything you would hear anywhere by any hip-hop artist even in like the biggest market but it's in vernac you know what i mean so so I, I, i i like i like him a lot i'm a big fan um man and i love i also i'm really big so again like deviating a little bit but going into this like idea of new wave a new wave for me is not necessarily a sound at least personally not for me but for me what it represents is i call it the culture of subcultures because i think the problem one of the problems with the zambian music scene is and again this goes back to like zambian psychology is we're not very we're not very appreciative of things that exist in niches we're very like mass market mainstream culture generally like the things like zambians typically like Are the things that all their friends like? You know what I mean. Like (laughs) Zambians aren't very like risk-taking individuals. Where they're like, "Hey guys, I found this completely new thing that nobody has ever heard before. Check it out!" Like that's (laughs) not not, not really who the Zambian is. The Zambian is more like. You know, ah, no, play that song, that popular song. Well, you know, that's kind of like, that, that's kind of who we are. So, no, so, so for me, the, the the significance of New Wave is this idea of the culture of subcultures, because that's what I noticed most of the music scenes that we admire, or at least I admire, but I think a lot of us do, have, right? So, So I really love like the the Zambian kids who are making like electronic music, you know, um, like third eye of El Mokuka who's kind of experiencing like some very solid commercial success. She spells doom. You know, these are, who's been, you know, doing stuff with record labels in France and Switzerland. Like, you know, there's guys who are doing things that aren't really talked about so much in the Zambian market. But for me, I, I really, I love how it sounds because it competes incredibly internationally. Um, sonically but it's also just i think really cool that these things exist
0: right so yeah so that's that's some of mine yeah all right yeah that's really cool i mean like you mentioned right music is a cultural experience and it's really cool to have that uniqueness of of coppola sound coming out and yeah hopefully you know hopefully we can get more appreciation for for the cultures and the subcultures in 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 the artistry coming out because ultimately right we want music to be an expression of culture from an artist's perspective. And, and, and so there is need for us to kind of just like present music the way that we want it to be and, and the way that we experience it uh, as artists. And, and that's something that we really want. Um, so yeah, just, just to like wrap things up. Uh, we want to ask you Chandan Bao, first of all, thank you so much for pulling up to this conversation. We just want to ask you uh, a little bit about what you've learned um, doing music in, in zambia and your closing thoughts on this conversation
2: yeah no absolutely i mean wow i mean obviously a lot of lessons i think one of the bigger ones which which i think i'll say because again whenever i have these conversations or whenever like i have these discussions or you know or even just what i'm thinking on my own i always think of very much in the context of the future posterity this idea of how do we enable those to come. So one piece of like general advice that i give in terms of what I've learned about music for the young people coming up is that, um, I think finances are a far more important part of it than anyone ever like discusses. Like everyone always talks about like passion, talks about unique sound, talks about this, talks about that. But I think one really possibly the most important aspect actually is You know, financial planning, at least like if you don't necessarily have resources where you're at, you need to have a very good plan on where you're going to get those resources, like whether that's like a record label, whether that's an investor, whether that's a distribution deal, whatever, whether that's like your savings. But you need to have like a plan for where resources are going to come from, how you're going to deploy those resources, how you're going to get those resources to have some form of return for you um to allow you know your your passion to be sustainable so so that's a for me that's a big lesson you know i, I i've spent a lot of money <laughs> in music that i i don't think i've gotten back and so if, if i were to talk to a young person i just tell them like yeah just be very judicious about um how you invest you know if, if it's not necessarily your skill set You know, that's where maybe this team thing comes in, like, you know, have somebody on your team that can help you with that, with the financial planning, with et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm kind of lucky that, you know, my resource base for my musical kind of passion has been, you know, income and, and earnings that I have from other stuff. Right. But but for the person that maybe doesn't have that luxury, I think they need to be a lot more, I guess, careful or deliberate about about that discussion so, so it's something that I would, like, highly encourage and then give advice to any young person to think about. Yeah, and then I guess the concluding thoughts, that's a, that's the a thing I've learned. Um, the concluding thoughts for me would just be, you know, I guess, you know, let's let's keep going. You know, like, I think we're starting to see those glimmers of hope. People are starting to get it. And again, like, I'd really stress this thing of, like, trying to find ways to systematize. And and for me, the big thing is like starting with where you're at, um, you know, which is why I I don't have like a ton of resources. I can barely do all the things that I wanna do as an artist, right? But I've tried to do like things, you know, things that I believe have more ramifications than just myself individually, whether that's my One Nation project that I did where I teamed up with uh, 30, 30 artists and producers from across the country. Um, To to basically have a song that represented each province, so getting artists slash producers from each of the provinces to, you know, to, to try and showcase what, you know, what these guys are capable of, guys and girls. Um... And you know, the the Zambian New Wave playlist where I try and focus on the young young people who are like making, you know, great music of all different kinds of genres and try and get people <laughs> to listen to it and be aware, you know, because so many people think that there's not lots of good Zambian music, which for me is crazy. But, you know, the Zed hip hop history. So so I think my, my thing is for anyone out there or everyone interested or everyone who cares is, you know, let's try and uh, start where we're at. It doesn't require a lot of resources, but let's try and find our own little ways to collectivize this thing um, and to try and create the networks that facilitate uh, more success uh beyond our own and more success in the future so things like for example i love that Sampa the great goes on tour with zampian instrumentalists i think her drummer her backup singer and, and a, yeah a few of the other instrumentalists are Zampia. so i think stuff like that is really cool and and I, and I hope that we can all you know we all have different circumstances but i hope that we can all kind of take a page out of that book Um, Because, again, the hope is or the aspiration is that success should beget success. Yeah,
0: 100 percent, 100 percent. Well, I guess that's that's the perfect place to just drop the mic and just just be done with it. it. Episode is done. Thank you so much for pulling up to this conversation once again, Chandambo. To our listeners, our audience, thank you so much for tuning in on behalf of the Village ZM.
1: Thanks for listening to us. We are The Village ZM Podcast and we hope to see you soon. Please keep up to date with our latest content by following us on The Village ZM on Facebook and at The Village ZM on Twitter and Instagram.